Welcome. You have entered the realm of 1111 Talk Radio. Your host is Simron. It's time to discover your own language with the universe. Empower yourself. Broaden your mind. Open your heart and discover who you are. Now, here's your host, Simron. Welcome on this beautiful October morning or afternoon or evening, depending on where you are. It is a delight to be with you again this week, and I have been in deep contemplation about where we've been this year and what's been going on, and and also so much of what's happening right now with elections and, and things coming up in the United States. And I think it is a point now more than ever when there has been uh, this recline back into ourselves and uh, so much heaviness that so many people do feel to be reminded of what really matters, of what really counts and how we can really engage in the world. And it comes through things like faith and love and trust. It comes through belief and knowing. And it also comes through hope. And hope is not a word that has ever really resonated with me in the past because I always kind of looked at it as wishful thinking. But I've kind of had a turn in terms of how I look at hope. I look at hope now as the possibility of what can be and to stay open to that possibility. And I think that's why today's show is really powerful because my guest today is uh, Roland Comtois, and he's an internationally acclaimed spiritual medium. He's best known as an inspirational speaker and a metaphysical teacher. He is a grief counselor and an author, and he teaches a multifaceted approach to the concept of life after death, uh, supporting students and clients as they find their own healing path after loss. And I think with this year, there's been so much loss. There's been so much not just physical loss, but there's been loss in many different ways, uh, even a loss of, as a sense of who we thought ourselves to be. So I find this not only to be a beautiful conversation as to the things that he talks about, which are signs of spirit and uh, how to move through that and receive the messages, but in terms of the deeper conversations that we can have today. And so I want to let you know that he is a professional healer with over 30 years experience. He is a nurse, a Reiki master, uh, and he has a, a beautiful gift of transcribing messages from those that have, have passed on. I want to let you know a little more about him from his book, The Purple Papers and the Stories Behind Them. It is called Signs of Spirit. He writes, long before he could understand why, voices marched through Roland's thoughts, an energetic force that flowed in and out of his consciousness. Emotions from people who had passed on, people he never knew, have always moved through his innermost being, and he's come to accept that these feelings or messages are part of his existence. Much of his life has been an exploration of an interconnection with the spiritual realm, especially with those who have left the physical world. It seems that the departed are in a place where the ability to send messages and love is limitless. And maybe that love is the love that we need to tap into right now. I'd like to welcome Roland Comtois to 1111. Welcome, Roland. It is a pleasure to have you here. Oh, thank you. I'm so excited to be with you, and I appreciate the invitation to share the story of love, to share the story of that really endless experience of love that we all have access to. 
I think it is such an important conversation right now because I do believe that so many people, whether they are going through loss of a loved one in the ways that you connect individuals or whether they are just experiencing the heaviness and the depression, the anxiety, the fear, so many of the dense emotions that exist right now, I think the message that you bring through not only this book, but your other books, um, 16 Minutes and There Was Heaven, um, I think they have that undercurrent of love and faith and hope and belonging and something far vaster than what we kind of look at from our tunnel vision of mm. this moment. And that's kind of where I'd like to to start the conversation because you have this link to uh, the unseen world as well as the seen world. I'd love to hear your perspective on on that bridging of understanding that we are limitless, we are eternal, we are love, we are all the things that the human mind struggles with believing. You know, I, I, I think that's a fantastic way to start the conversation because one of the things I've experienced over the years is that every time I connect with that feeling, that energy, that something, that love, it reminds me of my limitless energy that exists in me. And it reminds me that I have that connection and access to all of it. And I think you're right. I mean, we're in such different times. We're in unprecedented times, as everybody has said. And I think your your reflection about hope is interesting because hope is the stabilizing force that allows us to connect deeply to that limitless energy that exists inside of us. I mean, I, I believe that the universe is working on our behalf. I, I believe that our loved ones are working on our behalf. And, and if one small message can come, one small moment can come, it can remind us that there'll be more moments, that there's more, there's more opportunity. I think one message is the catalyst that brings and fuels the healing and the love and the energy that we need. Death is oftentimes the, death is actually the thing that I think is known to be the greatest human fear. And it is such a stark contrast to how we view life. And I think that this time that we're going through right now has brought up a lot of contrast and duality. But it almost seems like an invitation, just like death does. It seems mm. like an invitation to something greater, an invitation mm. to see in a larger way or to experience in a more expansive way. How do you look at death being in the position that you are in, um, in a way that you can share with people perhaps something that quells some of those fears around the, the, the very stark contrast between life and death? You know, Death has been, to me, at least in my work as a nurse and a channeler, it's been the greatest teacher. It's taught me how to live and be very present in my life. Death has taught me how to experience that love and how to employ that love in all of my experiences of life. So it's been such an extraordinary opportunity to really step into that space, fully invested in the experience uh, that death teaches us. You know, 
I often think about my patients as they were dying. I remember one woman said to me, you know, is there something beyond here? I just need to know. I remember my mother saying to me, Roland, you're not that crazy. I feel it now. You know, so it teaches us something. It teaches us how to really look at the life we're living and how to live that best possible life. I mean, that's been the greatest teaching for me over the last 50 years. And I think that that's what a lot of this time is doing as well, is it's it's helping people to really look at their lives and see where they're present or not present mm. or see yes. where they want to shift into something else. How do you look at this past year and how has it affected your work or your expansion? Now, that that is really a fantastic question because, you know, I believe in and, and, you know, this may be hard for other people to understand, and you probably certainly will get it. There's somewhere in all of this, there is a purpose. Um, there is a gift in here somewhere. And because of us, all of us having to become very still and very purposeful, it's giving us an opportunity to reevaluate what's most important. You know, all year long, I've had the opportunity to talk to people from all over the world about this love and this connection and this energy. And without this, this particular time, I would not have had that opportunity to, to reach certain people and to make certain connections. So for me, it's caused me to go deep within myself into this reservoir of energy that exists in me, to go into that space and really be in that space to raise my awareness and my consciousness to a new understanding. So for me, it's been something extraordinary and scary too. I have to say some run. It's, it's also scary on some level, right? But we're all stretching out and going in at the same time, similar to an accordion. We're all moving in these different directions. Mm, mm, that That is so true. I like that analogy with the accordion because I do think it is kind of, pumping us in and out, but but it is so that we can sing our own soul songs and make that yes. music that we are here to make. So I, I love yes. that. Before we go any further in the show, I want people to understand what it is that you do. And the title of your latest book is Signs of Spirit. It is the purple papers and the stories behind them, a medium's handwritten proof of life beyond death. And it is filled with stories upon stories upon stories of individuals who found their love, their peace, their solace in purple papers that you write and transcribe uh, by those that have passed over. Talk a little bit about this experience, how it came into being, and how people engage with the purple papers. Well, you know, 20 years ago, I've been channeling messages for a long time, but 20 years ago, there was this moment where I realized the messages were too big, there were too many, and I couldn't contain that in my mind. I, I had to figure out a way to get those feelings, those emotions, those stories, those those love stories between two people transcribed in a way that other people could connect to. And so from that moment, these purple papers were born. So there are 11 by 17 purple papers. I sit in front of blank papers. I pray, I meditate, I go within, I get quiet, I get settled. I feel peace, I feel energy. And then I say, what message must I send? And then I start to hear a story. And the story comes with someone's name on it, how they passed, 
who they were in life, what they want to say, um, who they want to talk to, how they want to talk to someone. And it gets transcribed with one thought on these big 11 by 17 purple papers. And then I show them. I show them to the world. I show them on my social media pages. I have shared them at events in the pre-COVID-19. I've shared them on Zoom events in hopes that I find the rightful owner of that message. Now, you know, interestingly enough, I did a thing last night, an event last night, and there was a woman in the room who had been waiting for her niece. And all of a sudden, out of nowhere, we discovered there's a purple paper with her niece's name on it, written by me two years ago. This lady never heard of me two years ago, but her niece needed to say something. And in that moment, because of that purple paper, not because of me, by the way, because of the message, that aunt, that woman had a chance to breathe through her grief and her pain. You see, that's what this is all about. These purple papers are simply uh, a small something that allows us to align or realign to the essence and the energy of love because that, that aunt last night felt a little bit better. Uh, these, are, these are love letters. These are moments of hope. These are moments of forgiveness. These are moments of inspiration that our loved ones want us to hear and want us to experience. You know, can I share one little story with you? I would love that, yes. Yeah, so my mother, you know, and I say this story a lot, my mother used to say, Roland, you're a nut. <laughs> She'd say, Roland, you've got problems. And I'd say, Ma, I don't have problems. I see meme. And I was a little kid seeing these things and feeling these things. And I would say to my mother, Mom, I know she's with you. And my mother, maybe like a lot of people I talked to, really wanted to know that there was something else really wanted to know that there was something more and really wanted to feel that inside her. I'm getting emotional telling you this story, by the way, really wanted to feel that energy herself. So my mother lived her life. She did her thing. She was a wonderful human being and she did everything she could to make it right for us. And, but she never came to my side of the fence though, about understanding the possibility that love is everlasting, that we are limitless, that there's something more until a few days before she passed. I walked into her rehab room and she had been near the end of her journey. And it was, you know, for my sister and I, it was heart-wrenching to go through. And I leaned in close, very close. And I had my ear near her mouth. And I said, Mom, are you all right? And I gave her a little kiss on the cheek. I said, Mom, are you all right? And she said, Roland. She could barely talk. Roland. You're not a nut, she said. <laughs> oh, my God. You know, don't you think she should have said, I love you? <laughs> you know, don't you think she should have said, hey, kid, you did a good job taking care of me? But instead, my mother, with whom this language never was an aspect of her, came to that moment. She felt it the night before. She knew that there was a limitless possibility now. She knew that the woman she loved the most, her mother, would be there somehow. She knew it by her own understanding. She didn't get a purple paper from me. She didn't have that kind of a moment, but she had a moment that, that really cleared for her that when she leaves us, her two children, she will walk into that space of love. And then she looks at me 
this is what she said. She said, what are you going to do when I'm gone? I said, I don't know, mom. I have no idea. You never left before. And then we laughed. And then we laughed a little bit. And then she died in my arms. You see, I believe with my heart and soul, Simran, I believe with everything that I am, that we are limitless, that we have access to them. I don't even think you need a medium to have access to them, right? I don't think you need me to have the conversation. I think that we have access to them. And when I mean them, I mean the entire galactic universal space, including them, right? Because they're part of the loving energy. Anyway, so thank you for letting me share my mother's story mm. because, you know, it, it's a profound, it was a profound experience for me. Well, that sounds like she was saying I love you to me. I want to take you on a journey to experience a little bit of Roland Comtois. So take yourself to an auditorium where there is a stage and imagine this wonderful man standing upon that stage thinking to himself, I wonder how many moments of forgiveness, kindness, shared and loved experience would come as I stood again in front of a large audience at Rhode Island's esteemed and premier stadium theater at Woonsocket, Rhode Island. With purple papers in hand, I wait as the maroon velour curtains slowly lift from the stage floor. I saw an audience of hundreds of people, all thirsty for words of hope, but more so for peace about the loss of a loved one all praying that they would be the first person to receive a spiritual gift, a message, all wondering if they would be the recipient of a purple paper. As a light shined through the darkened theater, a voice shuddered through me. There's my mom. She's back there. You have a purple paper for her. I ran to the purple papers, closed my eyes, felt the energy, and knew there was one for her. I searched. My staff searched. It was there within hundreds of purple papers I had brought with me. I had a feeling it was hers, and that feeling filled every part of me, as it does every time one purple paper is delivered. I trusted that feeling because it was pure and knowing. It's that same feeling you get when you're embracing your child or holding your friend's hand through a difficult moment. Something happens in those spaces, just as it does when a purple paper is finding its way to someone I'll continue this story after the commercial break. But before I do, I want to mention that you can find out more about Roland at blessingsbyroland.com. That's blessingsbyroland.com. Again, he's a spiritual medium that's best known as an inspirational speaker, metaphysical teacher, grief counselor, and author. And I think you might find delight in reading his book, Signs of Spirit. So definitely check him out. That's blessingsbyroland.com. We'll be right back after these messages. Have you seen 1111? Do you wonder why certain numbers keep showing up in your life? 11, 111, 22, 33, 444. People all over the world are seeing 1111 and learning the language of universal communication. Subscribe to 1111 Magazine today. www.1111mag.com 1111 Magazine is a bi-monthly print publication that offers a rich, multi-sensory experience. As you engage with experts and topics of consciousness, become enlightened, empowered, and energized so you live a passionate and authentic life of conscious choices. 1111 Magazine, a daily staple for lifting the mindset. 
Discovering the Heart and Stepping into Conscious Living. 1111 Magazine. Order now at www.1111mag.com. 1111mag.com. Do you want more? More joy, more abundance, more power and presence? How would it feel to have more loving relationships? More empowered community, greater fulfillment, and life purpose? The 1111 Mastermind Community inspires, empowers, guides, and supports transformation. Shift your mind, expand your heart, deepen insights, let go and chart a new course, dream a new dream. The 1111 Mastermind Community is an online portal for personal transformation and soulful expansion. Go to courses.1111mag.com. That's courses.1111mag.com. Change begins with you. Let it be simple, convenient, and transformative. The time is now. Step through the 1111 gateway. Courses.1111mag.com. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com You are listening to 1111 Talk Radio. Simron is an award-winning author, publisher of 1111 Magazine, powerful speaker of wisdom, and a life mentor. Find out more at IamSimron.com. Now, back to 1111 Talk Radio. Before we get back to my guest, Roland Comtois, and the Purple Papers, his book, Signs from Spirit, I want to mention to you, my 1111 radio listeners, that I have a special offer from BetterHelp.com. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P.com forward slash 11 is the code. You can get 10% off. Your first month, if you are looking for uh, someone to support you, if there is anything that is interfering with your happiness or preventing you from achieving your goals, BetterHelp will assess your needs and match you with your own licensed professional therapist. You can start communicating in under 48 hours. This is not a crisis line. It's not self-help. It is actually professional counseling, and it is done securely online. There is a broad range of expertise available which might not be available in your local area. And this service is available for clients worldwide. Again, that's betterhelp.com forward slash 11. And the word is help, H-E-L-P. You could join the over 1 million people taking charge of their mental health with the help of an experienced professional. Uh, The beauty is you have an account that you can log into at any time, send messages to your counselor. You'll get timely and thoughtful responses. Plus, you can schedule your weekly video or phone session, so you don't even have to sit in an uncomfortable waiting room, as with traditional therapy. It is more affordable than traditional offline counseling, and financial aid is available. BetterHelp wants you to start living a happier life today. So once again, get 10% off your first month by going to betterhelp.com forward slash 11. Check them out. I am with Roland Comtois today, and we are talking about his book, Signs of Spirit, the Purple Papers and the stories behind them. You can find out more about him at his website, blessingsbyroland.com. And to resume the story that I was telling you, in that Rhode Island theater, as he is standing on the stage with a purple paper in his hand, 
Roland stood near the edge of the stage and held up high above his head the purple paper for all to see. Though the woman was seated nearly in the last row and beyond his vision of sight, Roland yelled out and pointed to her and said, I've been waiting for you. She looked around with amazement, thinking that Roland was talking to the person behind her. Though she wished for it, she never thought that she would encounter her son through the voice of a medium and one purple paper. Roland's heart was fluttering too. All he wanted to do was help her through the grief and the loss. Roland, welcome back. <clears throat> That's got me choked up. Um, it is a profoundly beautiful experience for individuals to be able to connect in this way. Grief and mm. loss can be debilitating for some. Mm. It is something that people live with for years. It is a yearning that oftentimes never leaves the heart space because we can't release our attachment enough to connect ourselves. And so to have an individual such as yourself that is transcribing these beautiful messages, and and I would imagine doing so in a very unconditionally loving and detached way, because I'm certain these transcriptions, as you stated before in your last segment, you know, come years ahead of time at times, and you never know if they're going to reach the individual. But when they do, the level of peace and love and energy and hope and faith in, amidst not just that person, but the audience that's witness to that must be profound. And I would imagine that sends a ripple through our universe. That is beautifully stated. It sends a ripple through the universe. I, I, mean, I remember once being at an event in Connecticut, um, and there was a young, young woman there. She had to be in her 20s, maybe, and she had just recently given birth to her daughter, uh, and her father passed, and she was driving her father down to see him, uh, to share the baby with the father, and, and it was going to be this beautiful celebration, and on the way there, the father passed. That was the story we were told after what happened. What happened was I walked up to her and I started telling her something about her father. Here's, here's where the ripple effect. Here's what happens in that moment. Just go with me for a moment, everybody. Just go with me because this woman is sitting there beyond pain. I heard sounds and grief out of a human being that I've never heard before. Mm. And I stopped the audience and I said, all we need to do is take care of you right now. I gave her the messages I heard from her father. I delivered whatever it is I was supposed to do. But something amazing happened. There was a woman on the other side of the room in another part of the audience. She walked all the way over to this young woman, stood behind her, Simran, and put her arms around her. Can you imagine... Mm what that moment did for that girl, and then this ripple effect of energy that went out into that universal space. I mean, we were all touched by love. That's the power of that moment. That was the power of that moment and many moments thereafter with these purple papers. You know, I, I think that what you've just shared, it's, it's not, we wait for things that are extraordinary to happen or we wait for those moments to trigger us to to be that compassionate presence for another and our time in the world right now I think is calling for us I think this this interesting situation of of separation that we are all facing of, of where we're having to social distance or where we're having to disconnect 
it's almost as if this is, again, an invitation for us to connect more deeply, more Mm. intimately. And perhaps not in the way that you just shared where someone can come wrap their arms around the other, but to truly understand that we all have this ability to connect to the seen and the unseen. You know, I think this is an opportunity to stretch our humanity more than ever. I think this is an opportunity for us to go beyond our own pain and grief and to really be there and and create that ripple effect, as you've just said a moment ago, of energy. And and the this pandemic is causing us to go inside, to reevaluate, to take inventory of who we are, to reassess what's important, and then to go beyond, to stretch our energy, to stretch our humanity. You know, at my on my Zoom events, I often say to the people, this is a great, there's a woman crying in this Zoom room, and I say, this is a great time for you to stretch your own humanity, to go beyond where you are, to go beyond your desire to get a message, but to become something that you wouldn't ordinarily be. Mm. That's what, that is what this pandemic is teaching us. It's teaching us to become something it's so powerful, and we can't miss the mark, though, don't you think? I mean, we have to pay attention and listen to the message and listen to these moments because they are quite profound, and they are teaching us how to really stretch ourselves. I believe that, and I think that your pointer towards deepening and enriching our humanity is the doorway to our divinity, I, and, mm. and that this this pandemic and this forced isolation and this uh, time to have to stop and pause and really look at ourselves and look at our lives is so that we do unearth much of what has been repressed, depressed, suppressed within us Mm. so that it comes to the surface and clears because we are looking at a new time that's asking us to be more. And and I don't think that that time that's asking us to be more is to say, Uh, I now am waiting for this other person to rise up or this other group to come up or these other people to save me. It's to understand the embrace of the humanity so that we start to really anchor in that birthright of divinity, which which when I hear your language, it's something you're doing. You're, You're embodying that anchoring of knowing of humanity and divinity. And that's part of the reason that I think you're able to tap into messages in the way that you do. You know, it's never really about the message. Uh, Let me stop. It's never really about the purple paper. It's about us going inside and stretching who we are to the outer edges of ourselves to really tap into that, the essence of that divine light. I think the message of love and the message of hope and the message of forgiveness and the message of love, all these beautiful messages help to stretch us, help to expand us, raise our consciousness to a different place to become, as I said a moment ago, something that we we wouldn't ordinarily be. And I think that this period, this time is going to be the greatest teacher of at least my life. It is the, the most extraordinary instrument of teaching about who I am and what I am. And I think all of us have access 
to that. I don't think this is, I don't believe at all that this is for the gurus of the world. I think everyone has access to the same energy, to the same opportunity, to the same limitless possibility. I'm with you on that. I think that it is a time where the feet on the ground Mm. Uh, can reach the stars. But it Mm. requires us to really be disciplined. It requires (laughs) us to truly get into alignment, to stop pretending and faking our way through and really commit. Can Can you talk a little bit about how you see alignment or uh, stepping into that higher consciousness that is being offered to us right now? Can I share one story with you before I give you my yes, thoughts on that? Please. Because yes. this might this might be an, a perfect example of this. So I was at another event, and it was a large crowd, and there was a um, there were at least five or six hundred people there, and there was a young person, probably eighteen or nineteen years old, and she had listened to me speak for this two hours that I was there, and she came up to me. And she touched me up my shoulder and she said, I just want you to know that whatever you said um, helped me to believe that I too can access and connect to something. She said to me, and I'll never forget her, she said, I believe again. Mm. And and I thought to myself, well, if I if we can be our truth, if we can be who we are, if we can shine that energy from within to the outer world, to our humanity, to each other, then we are serving that divine light in the most extraordinary way. And if we are, you know, serving that light, then are we in fact in divine alignment? If we are nurturing each other and guiding each other and loving each other and not just saying I love you but putting action and energy behind that experience aren't we really stretching our vibration to be that divine alignment I think we are and I think we are and I think each time we do something that showers the world with a little bit of positive energy, that showers each other with a little bit of love. We, we, we create that divine alignment that allows us to be totally connected in all aspects of self, body, mind, and spirit, all aspects of who we are. Yes, uh, as you were talking, I was thinking about the time pre-COVID versus mm-hmm. now. And pre-COVID, we lived in a world where you know, we, most people would look outside for love, look outside for power, look outside Mm, for the material, constantly look outside. And it's almost as if this is a recalibration to say, stop looking out, look in and become the love, become the power, become the alignment. And, and that's a a huge shift. That's a, a shift, not only in our humanity, but that's a shift in how we go about creating a new world and a new it's, way of being human. Yeah, it's a shift in our consciousness all the way. It's, it's moving us in the direction that we should have been moving. And I often think about September 11th. That was a terrible day. On September 12th, humanity stretched a little bit. Mm-hmm. You saw people doing things for each other. You saw the world change as a result of that. Now, 
now we're in another position in our uh, lives to go within, to recalibrate our energy, to really be with ourselves. You know, you the word is to be love, right? Not to be hope, to be spirit, to be light. And if we can do that, then we stretch and create the ripple effect of energy that changes the forecast for all of us. This is a powerful time and we can't miss it. We've got to stand true to who we are and go back inside and gain some insight about who, what, when we are everything. My guest today is Roland Comtois, and the Purple Papers give voice to those who exist elsewhere. The Purple Papers showcase human kindness, explore forgiveness, and remind us to love. When a father apologized to his daughter about how he passed away, or a son who died unexpectedly tells why, or a husband who left home never to return explains his story, the Purple Papers become a momentary player in the legacy of that one story. Gratitude and reverence is Roland Comtois' mantra as each purple paper story finds its way home to the rightful owner. The book is Signs of Spirit. It's the purple papers and the stories behind them, a medium's handwritten proof of life beyond death. You can find out more about Roland at blessingsbyroland.com. Sign up for his newsletter. You can check out the Zooms that he does. Uh, definitely click on him on social media, and you can read the many purple papers that he puts out in all of these different places, as well as in the future. The events will resume, and you'll be able to see him in person as soon as we can get to that way of life again. But until then, definitely check out his website, blessingsbyroland.com. We'll be right back after these messages with more Roland Comtois and Signs of Spirit. want more more joy more abundance more power and presence how would it feel to have more loving relationships more empowered community greater fulfillment and life purpose the 1111 mastermind community inspires empowers guides and supports transformation shift your mind expand your heart deepen insights let go and chart a new course dream a new dream the 1111 Mastermind Community is an online portal for personal transformation and soulful expansion. Go to courses.1111mag.com. That's courses.1111mag.com. Change begins with you. Let it be simple, convenient, and transformative. The time is now. Step through the 1111 Gateway. Courses.1111mag.com. Have you seen 1111? Do you wonder why certain numbers keep showing up in your life? 11, 111, 22, 33, 444. People all over the world are seeing 1111 and learning the language of universal communication. Subscribe to 1111 Magazine today. www.1111mag.com 1111 Magazine is a bi-monthly print publication that offers a rich, multi-sensory experience. As you engage with experts and topics of consciousness, become enlightened, empowered, and energized so you live a passionate and authentic life of conscious choices. 1111 Magazine, a daily staple for lifting the mindset 
Discovering the Heart and Stepping into Conscious Living. 1111 Magazine. Order now at www.1111mag.com. 1111mag.com. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. You are listening to 1111 Talk Radio. Simron is an award-winning author, publisher of 1111 Magazine, powerful speaker of wisdom, and a life mentor. Find out more at IamSimron.com. Now, back to 1111 Talk Radio. Roland Comtois is the author of Signs of Spirit, and he transcribes purple papers. What are these? Well, some years ago, after Roland had spent much time communicating with the other side, he sought spiritual support and through prayer and meditation. He hoped to understand the enormity of his responsibility to the energy and the messages. And something happened as he became transfixed by a calmness. A holy and serene voice entered his consciousness and said, just write on purple paper. And after a very short pause, it said, the story you hear. Roland thought purple, I like purple, is such a glorious spirit-filled color. It implied being one with God. Roland sat bewildered by the experience for a second or two, but he knew it was the only thing that he could do that that was the step forward. The purple papers, 11 by 17 inches in size, were birthed into his consciousness by a force greater than himself. As Roland began transcribing the words and the stories and the vision emerged, some saw doodles and strange drawings. To him, these papers were sacred love letters, inspired notes, writings of lost love, ignitions of hope, and the possibility that the voice from beyond was real. To Roland's amazement, some messages even offered an apology for wrongdoing or recalled dismay that one person caused another. Truly a powerful and a beautiful gift. You can find out more about Roland at blessingsbyroland.com. Connect to him on social media and you can see many of the purple papers that he posts. And if you pick up his book, Signs from Spirit, there's a whole host of messages in the back of the book. And one of them just might be for you. Welcome back, Roland. I would love to dive into a little bit about grief, because I think Mm. that that is an area that's so hard to embrace, and yet you don't have to embrace it. When it comes, it kind of swallows you whole, and and Mm. oftentimes you can't get out of it until it lets you go. You, through being a nurse and through this work, encounter grief all of the time, and you firsthand can see the effect that it has on individuals. Talk a little bit about transforming grief, and in your work, have you discovered any spiritual purpose or otherwise purpose for grief? Oh, that's a great question. I I should start there because the purpose at least from my discovery over these many years, is that its purpose is to teach us love. It's to remind us of love. I mean, I hate to be a cliche and go back and forth to love, but in, in, in all of what we're talking about, it is about love. And so the, the lesson that it presents us, the teaching it offers us, 
is an opportunity to love. And if we can remember that love, if we can remember that love through our grief and through our loss, then we have an opportunity to navigate forward. You know, it's all about that experience. Um, I, I've seen loss with my patients. I've seen it with my, my fa- the families of my patients and in my own personal life. And through the thousands and thousands of people I've met, loss and grief is very present in the lives of many people. Now take a pandemic that we're all living through that intensifies our grief overall. And so navigating the grief and navigating this experience is going to take time. One of the things that I share with everyone in my groups and things is really to share your feelings. I really am an advocate about sharing what you feel, saying what you feel, telling someone what you're going through and not having the pressure of holding that grief and that pain all to yourself. I really am an advocate of sharing that, those words or maybe your innermost feelings. I think that helps you to navigate what you're going through. You know, I think when people have an experience of loss or grief, so often that can shut down the heart and the opposite mm. of love can take place. There is almost a deadening in itself. And, and many people become the walking dead on this planet because of it. They don't uh, either fully feel their grief or they get so wrapped up in it. So how does someone come, from, come out of that place of being shut down by grief and blocking off life from themselves? No, I think you're right. The problem is, the challenge is that the pain and the grief and the suffering become so familiar that it's the only thing that can be seen. It's the only thing that can be experienced. And through the process of walking through your grief, by sharing your innermost feelings, by creating a space that allows you to be sad and to reconnect to joy, to remember the person that has passed with as much ease as possible. You know, one of the exercises I give my my clients often is tonight before you go to bed, I want you to go into this, the happiest memory of your loved one. I want you to smile. I want you to find that happiest memory and I want you to hold that space. And often people tell me that from that exercise, and it took some time, they were able to remember their loved one with more ease. They were able to remember their loved one with more grace even, and come out of that suffering a little bit by just doing that one little exercise of holding that energy and holding that memory of love and the memory of joy. I will say one other thing here. I often, when I'm in a tough spot and I miss my mother terribly, like everyone else misses their loved ones, because I still have an attachment, I still have a connection, I'm no longer defined by the attachment I've made a decision to be defined by the love. I made a decision to be defined by who we were to each other. And because of that, I'm able to remember those loving experiences with a a lot more peace and a lot more ease. You brought up the word detachment. And I truly believe that detachment is one of the higher spiritual teachings that we're here to learn Mm. in, in having gone through my own type of experience of loss and seeing the grip of that, 
uh, and also the gift, the spiritual gift of detachment that was designed to come from that um, meant that it, it didn't lessen necessarily the feeling, but it it held it from a place of unconditional love so that I and the other could be freed from my attachment. When you're writing these purple papers and these beings are coming through to give these messages, is part of the reason that they're coming through because of the suffering of the other person and and with the other person being in that degree of suffering, they are kind of trapped, but also the being that they are grieving becomes trapped by that. Do we, do we in any way hold a soul back from their freedom by holding on too much? Well, you know, I, I've been asked this question a lot over the years. I think that they're, we're not, our grief doesn't hold them back, but they want us to feel better. You know, I think they are evolving and we are evolving and we're moving. And sometimes we're moving in a slower pace than we normally would be moving if the grief wasn't there. I think the best method of moving through that grief for us is to keep talking it out as those things I've just said a moment ago. And when the spirit world communicates with us and they, they they see that we're doing better and we're moving along the messages start to get clearer the messages start to be different because we're ha- our communications are opened in a much different way i'll just let me give you a little example i did a an event in pennsylvania and there was a few hundred people in the room and there was a woman in the front row she had grieved her mother's passing and felt that she was holding her mother back from her evolution. And I started talking to her and I gave her this message of how her mother wanted to apologize. And I said, for the 73 years that she wasn't kind to you. And the woman nearly collapsed in the chair. The entire audience, again, creating another ripple effect of humanity, stretched beyond their own space, put their energetic arms around this woman and she sobbed in front of the entire audience. The mother said, thank you at that moment for accepting my apology. Mm. Now the entire room is crying. So there is, there is this evolution that we carry on and we move on for sure. But the mother had to say she was sorry to the daughter before she could continue on her journey. Now I've heard from this woman. She's told me that they have a peaceful, a more peaceful relationship because of the healing work she did on her grief and the healing work she did on letting go of the pain that was so familiar to her that she carried for 73 years. Mm, That's powerful. That's truly powerful. In all of the purple papers that you have written, would you say that these beings are are all at peace and wanting their loved ones to know they're at peace? Because I, I think that sometimes people feel like when people pass on, they're not quite sure where they're going. They're not quite sure if they're okay. Yeah. If I was to give you a list of things that the Purple Papers have said over the years, the end line, because I made an agreement with the spiritual world 50 years ago, that if I was going to channel anything, if I was going to do this work, it had to end with, I love you. So if you looked at all these purple papers, the majority, a lot of them say, I love you at the end, because I have an agreement that it has to be a space of love. With that said, with that said, these papers deliver 
moments of forgiveness. They deliver moments of peace. They deliver moments of apology. They deliver all kinds of moments. But in the end, everybody wants to know, at least from my perspective, that they are loved and that the love of those they miss so terribly, that love carries on. And that's what that's really the biggest takeaway. You know, if you talk about the people who are in my book, what they received as a result of their story being told and receiving a paper wasn't that there was maybe an afterlife for them. It was telling them that there is something more, that love is everlasting, that we do have limitless possibilities. And that's the perp- That's what these purple papers do. Well, I think that that's the ultimate message here is that whatever we're going through in life, that this is simply another part of an everlasting adventure mm, that keeps great- going on, that we... This life is not the end all. There will be another and another and another because our souls are eternal. Yes. Yes. That's what this is about. It's about that eternal connection because we're more. Look, if you read the Bhagavad Gita for Westerners, he says that we're more than just physical. The spirit part remains standing. What defines you as a human being isn't how you look. It's the essence of who you are and that essence of love. And if that's what you can hold unconditionally, that love, then you will carry on. If you can carry on and they can carry on, then maybe there's something more to the experience of love. Mm. My guest today has been Roland Comtois, and he's an internationally acclaimed spiritual medium, best known as an inspirational speaker, metaphysical teacher, grief counselor, and author. Signs of Spirit, his latest book, presents the heartwarming stories of people who have received Roland's purple papers and confirmed that the messages are from their loved ones in spirit. You will feel the immense gratitude and the relief that comes when messages reveal that loved ones in spirit are safe and at peace. You will also discover many photos of the most powerful purple papers, as well as messages that haven't yet found their recipient, and one of them could even be for you. Again, find out more about Roland at blessingsbyroland.com. Sign up for his newsletter, uh, definitely connect with him on social media, and then that way you can stay in touch regarding his Zooms, his in-person events, as well as many of his new upcoming activities that he is embarking upon. Thank you, Roland, for being on 1111 Talk Radio. My guest next week will be Kimberly Davis, and we are talking about bravery, soul bravery, identity bravery, all kinds of bravery. So I hope you will certainly join us. Until next week, I am Simran, in love, of love, with love and as love. Be well. Thank you for opening your mind to a new reality, your heart to greater compassion, and your experience of aliveness with 1111 Talk Radio. Join host Simron next Wednesday at 8 a.m. Pacific, 11 a.m. Eastern Time to step through the gateway of conscious living here on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Remember, you are not on the journey. You are the journey.